You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. On the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. As well as on theticketfm.com. If you go to the top right of the page, it says watch live. And you can, uh, it'll just automatically load the screen. It doesn't even give you like a link. It just automatically loads the screen and we are good to go. You can um, see our beautiful faces. In the first set, Baylor just scored um, on Minnesota. It's 24 apiece at, towards the end of the first set. Baylor Minnesota only and Minnesota. had one set point. Yes. So this game is on ESPN, Rico? I believe so. So this game's on ESPN. Huskers volleyball will play on ESPNU later tonight against Illinois as Minnesota takes a 25-24 to lead. But um, I, I want to get to your guys' thoughts on the text line. We got a couple of them here. I'm sure we'll get to some more to- as we go along in this segment. But uh, every week, you guys know this, we, we have an opportunity to give away some – uh, some care baskets and care packages courtesy of Beatrice Bakery. This is the time. 402-464-5685. If you have anybody that you would like to nominate, today is our day. We will do it at the beginning of next segment. We'll take in some nominations, and we will uh, choose. So tell us who should receive a care basket courtesy of our good friends at Beatrice Bakery and and just give their a little bit of a story, a synopsis of of why you feel like they need to have a smile put on their face and, and we'll be good to go. We will announce that at the beginning of the final segment here on the Happy Hour today. And here on the Happy Hour, our, our Beatrice Bakery submissions are, are mostly centered around uh, community leaders, can be just yes. community involvement, but you know, don't don't feel bad if you if you you know nominate a teacher or or you know a, a first responder or anything. You know, anybody we, that needs we, one, just anybody that needs a smile put on their face, whether they're having a rough week, whether they're having a good week, and you just want to make their week better. You know, you just send in your submissions at theticketfm.com. We have a Beatrice Bakery uh, gift basket uh, link there where you click on that, you you enter the names and the and the synopsis on on you know why they deserve it and. Uh, send that in to us, and and we'll we'll go through them, and we'll we'll choose one person this week. And like we said, you know, every show has a has a day that they do it, and and today is uh, the happy hours. Yes, yeah, so four zero two four six four five six eight five. Either on the ticketfm.com, you can send your submission in there. We'll get an email that way, or you can send it in on the text line, or even if you'd like to call in and say it over the phone, we can still remain anonymous, and we'll be we'll be good to go. All right, um, Rico, I was kind of talking to you about this a little bit earlier today. Uh, when I came in, but I, I just want to know where where people are at on how confident they are in in where Nebraska football is headed. Um, and and here's the reason. Let me kind of lay it out for you. Take me a picture. Specifically looking at the defense, right? So, Feldarius Payne entered the transfer portal on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here's just the guys that won't be in the locker room already for the defense next season. In the secondary, you're losing Markeldis Muke, Deontay Williams, and Cam Taylor Britt. Linebackers, you're losing JoJo and now Feldarius to the portal. Defensive line, you're losing DeAndre Thomas, Damian Daniels to the draft, and Ben Stilley. Now, if you just look at those three, five, eight guys, that's a, that's a defense, and, and this defense as a whole was one that you relied on every single week yes. to keep you in a game because your offense was just not doing good enough in the red zone. In between the 20s, you were just fine. 
But once they got into the red zone, and you knew, we all know their their kicker problems, right? Their field goal conversion problems. It was a struggle. And so this was a defense that you relied on to not only, I, I wouldn't even say keep you in ball games, but I would say even win you ball games. That's, that's the way you, if, if you were going to win a ball game, the defense needed to play lights out. Mm-hmm. Especially once they once when you're playing a team like Oklahoma or Ohio State, and, and I mean they give like you that. they gave you a chance to 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 be in every ball game and yeah. to they gave you a chance to win every ball game, but then it came back to the offense, and we all know what happened there. Now, once again, and I've said this before a couple weeks ago when we were talking about um, you know whoever Nebraska was playing that week, you you can rely or lean on your defense to every now and then to keep you in a game, but over time when you rely on something over and over and you keep leaning. And all 11 guys on the offensive side of the ball are basically leaning on the defensive side to keep them in a game every single week. You can't expect them to pick you up and win you a ball game all 10 weeks, every single week. That's just, it's just, that's just outrageous. Mm-hmm. The offense needs to do its part. The special teams need to do their part. Everybody needs to work in unison to win a game. It can't be one side of the ball winning every single game because after a while it's going to get tiring. And there, there, look, there are going to be mistakes made, and and then you're going to get upset because you're like, oh, that was the one side of the ball that we could trust. And it's, well, they're tired. All right, they need a rest. Yeah, and and now here we are. Okay, so so you're losing those those eight guys for sure that I mentioned earlier. Three from the secondary, two from the linebacker room, and three from the from the line. And and now here you are, and yes, you okay. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. Yes, you know some of the guys that will fill up those roles. Caleb Tanner will play a big part. Casey Rogers on the line. Um, Quentin Newsome. You, you still have a guy like Tyreek Johnson, the transfer from Ohio State that didn't see any time last year. Noah Pola Gates, a four star. Nadab Joseph. You have guys. We have we have names in those rooms that we know will will kind of fill some voids. Mouse Farmer. But you don't know necessarily the the production level, and to this point, I'm not ready to put Casey, a guy like Casey Rogers and Damian Daniels in the same category. And, and I hope that by the end of next next season, I'm saying they're in the same category. But right now, you saw the big the big gap that Damian Daniels. You saw well, what you happened saw, in the you, final game. You saw what happened when Damian Daniels wasn't out there. Yeah, you saw what happened in the final game. Iowa was like, all right, we're going to the middle. We're going to big ol' we're going right behind big ol' all American center Tyler Lindenbaum. Linderbaum, however you say his last name. I apologize for for butchering it. But they're going right behind him because in the middle you don't have big ol' you don't have big old Daniels. So it, it whoever's there, we're gonna move him out of the way and we're running right behind him. And so it makes me wonder then, because then you look at the offensive side of the ball. And you're going to be without Adrian Martinez. Yes, there. It really sounds like they're going to be bringing in a transfer quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know I saw that they offered Miles Brennan. The whole staff was down in Louisiana yesterday offering Miles Brennan and talking to him, the former LSU quarterback who has one season left. But you're you're without Adrian Martinez. Gabe Irvin is coming off of an injury. You lose Samori Toure. You lose Austin Allen, and, and you'll probably lose other people because of attrition. And okay, like a Savion Morrison. Yeah, Savion Morrison. And and now you look at your offensive line, and Cam Jorgens still a question mark right now. He hasn't left yet, but it, it seemed like last week it was almost like a yeah he's going it to seems the draft. Like he's leaning more towards NFL draft than coming back. And so you you have a lot of question marks all over the field. You don't know what you're going to do at the tackle positions, including your top fifty defense. It's not just an offensive thing that they. And, and once again, this is where. It really felt like they needed to get something going this last season, and I know I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and, and we can't continue to say that. But man, 
you you look at how this program is going to look next year, and now they bring in new a, a couple new coaches, including Mark Whipple, who the the way that they're recruiting the quarterback. Let's say it is Miles Brennan. Let's go with Miles Brennan. We'll just say Miles Brennan is the quarterback. Not we're the not mo- saying you know. Th- yes. We're not saying Miles Brennan will be the quarterback at Nebraska. All right. This is a hypothetical, but right now we're just going to say next year it's Miles Brennan at quarterback. And so here's the thing. He's not an Adrian Martinez. This offense, that's that's what I'm that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, what is Nebraska's goal next season? What is their goal on offense? What is their goal on defense? What's their what is their target as a program? Because here's here's the, the sad part about it all is there's no answer. Nobody knows. Do are are we a hundred percent sure that Scott Frost knows? Are we are we a hundred percent sure that anybody on this coaching staff knows? And, Not and really. that's and that's the thing is it's okay to have to have smaller goals to to then lead into a bigger goal, but when we don't even know what what expectations are next season, and and all those the metrics and everything, when we don't know that, how how are we supposed to trust that this staff knows it? How are we supposed to trust anything that this staff says right now after the last four years? And and when you kind of take a step back and you piece everything together and look at how, frankly, how well this season could have been for Nebraska, should have been for Nebraska, when you look at all those one-score games, and, and yes, I'm one of those people that say eventually it needs to be about winning ball games. well, that should have been this season. You should have beaten Iowa. You should have beaten Michigan State. This season was set up the best yet in your in your time here at Nebraska. You set yourself up for victories, and you threw them all away. You set yourself up to have a winning record, to to turn the program around, and to to tell yourself and to tell you know the the fan base and and everybody that had been doubting you. Look, I told you it would happen. I told you we'd be able to turn this around. That was this season, and and we're not you know. We're not just saying that to, to you know try and make you feel better or make you feel worse about how this season went, but the fact that you lost eight one-score games, and if you look at some of those, you know, a couple of them, there was like two of them where you didn't really have a lead, you were just really close the entire time, but some of them, mostly the Michigan State game and the Iowa game, you had a lead. You had a lead late in the game, and you let it go. And that's where, and, and here's this on the text line. Um, 402-464-5685, it says fans aren't entitled to know. I would disagree. And now, let, let, there's, a, there's a line that you cannot cross, I will, I will admit that, that fans don't need to know every single part of it. But here's the thing, is in the first offseason press conference from Scott Frost, it was, or, or after, after Iowa or whenever, I can't remember exactly the press conference, I can go back if you guys really need me to, but it was, and Rico and I had a full conversation on this. And it was, everybody knows what we need to do around here. That's what, that's what Scott Frost said. It's not what we said. That's what, that's what the coach said. Is everybody knows what we need to do around here. Which, yes, it's, it's win, right? It's win. Just win, baby. But, but how much accountability is, is going to be held? Is, how, how accountable are coaches and players right now? And that's where that's like I'm asking questions, and this is where I'm leaving it open for interpretation. Is I'm I'm genuinely curious because I'm not sure anybody knows. And that if that's the case, 
I'm sorry, but that's a little alarming. Now, when Scott Frost said that, I took it as everybody in the athletic department and on the football staff and the players knew exactly what they needed to do to get this turned around, and they knew exactly mm-hmm. what they needed to do to keep their jobs and you know to, to do all of this and get this program to, to the place that they wanted it to get to. And I, I slightly agree with fans aren't entitled to know everything, I, yep. but I do believe that there are certain things that, that a football coach, that a football staff should should allow the fans to know. And, and, and you know, the, the part of the contract that Trev and Frost have right now where, you know, they have that first six games and then, you know, the buyout, you know, is, is cut in half or, or however that's, however that's you know, worded. Um, nobody, th- th- that can stay between those two. That's fine. Nobody needs to know that exact part of that. But I think that, you know, maybe let people in on what you are going for this next season. Not exactly a win total, but just what you are looking for with this program. Because you're just, you know, when you're just like, yeah, we all know what we need to do. And, and everybody's saying, yeah, you just need to win. And it's like, well, well, you know, Trev is like, yeah, you know, he's, he's a hometown guy. We gave him an extra year. That's mm-hmm. that's why, you know. But then is that saying that, you know, winning isn't important? Is that is that saying that winning isn't the number one thing that you wanted to do? Because because if that is, then you wouldn't have given him this extra year. And and here's this. So we get this off the text line. The, the text disappeared, but I, I was able to read it before it disappeared. It said something about, you guys are so negative, I'm done with you. Here's here's the thing. Is everything I've said is stuff that you can point to. The 3-9 and nine is something that you can point to. The fact that Nebraska was up 21-6 to six against Iowa is something that you can point to. When I was saying quotes from Scott Frost press conferences, that's things that you can point to and say that this happened. It's not me and Rico over here doing hypotheticals about, oh, if Nebraska finishes this next season 2-10, and 10, what's going to happen? That, that, that's not what we're doing. Nebraska had not given up a first down in the entire second half to Michigan State and was up five points, something mm-hmm. along those lines, with, with around two minutes left in the game. And once again, and and if on the on the the topic of being negative, that's not that's not what we're here to do. That's not what I'm personally here to do. I'm personally here to say, hey, this is the stuff that we're able to point to on paper and say it's not a good enough. It's not good enough. And somebody says, this is the truth negative. Hey, once again, the truth is the truth. It depends on how you take it. That's that's in a that's in a that's that's an open for an interpretation kind of thing. The truth is that this team only won three games. The if, truth is that Scott Frost has only won 15, 15. 15 games in his four seasons at Nebraska. 14 of those with Adrian Martinez. The truth is that he fired his almost entire offensive staff, yes. brought in you know, Mickey Joseph from LSU and uh, Mark Whipple, who was on his final year of his contract at, at Pitt, and has brought in Donovan Raiola with no, uh, w- with a short not no with a short um, resume. Resume, that is the truth. And and hey, if if you're in that line of three and nine or four and eight or five and seven would have been positive, then hey man, stay in your lane. I, I'm good with that. That's just not where I'm at. I'll I'll flat out say it. Uh, five and seven, six and six, not good, not good enough. I I, I don't think that's very positive. But hey, once again, you're in your lane. I'm in mine. We're we're all good there, and we will respect. Like that's the whole thing. Is like as long as there's that line of respect, that's all fine. It's all good. Like I'm not worried about it. Somebody says this. 
Um, losing in a landslide would point to talent. Losing sorry close games points to coaching. Next year won't be different. Somebody else says this, unnamed texter, please don't change a thing that you guys are doing. The truth hurts, so people are reluctant to hear it. Don't bow down to the cult of frost. Zach says this, what is there positive to talk about? There's Fat- positive things. Yeah, and, and trust me, you guys know me and Rico good enough. There will be a time in middle of, of February where it's, okay, Nebraska football. There, there's a way that this team goes goes ten and two. Like there, there will I be will those give, days. I will give you plenty of positivity after signing day and after yeah. the the transfer portal gets through with uh, whatever it's doing. I'll give you positivity tomorrow after Nebraska volleyball beats Illinois. I'll give you positivity when uh, the Nebraska women's team moves to ten and zero. Like I'll give you positivity. But right now we're talking football. We're talking men's basketball. And right and and as of right now for those two programs. Not much positivity going around. And trust me, I, I please, when, when you're hearing us talk about this almost every day, number one, because we, we truly care about Husker men's athletics like football and basketball, but it's not because we're cheering for them to be bad. This, this job is a lot more fun. We want them to be we good. Are, when we are winning. Um, Fat Phil says that's not truth. Those are facts. Bingo. The Aren't truth facts is, and the truth kind of like if I give you a fact and that fact is true, that makes it the truth. The truth is Nebraska football and basketball are horrible, is what somebody, an unnamed texter, says. Um, I, w- I want to continue getting into some of your texts. We can continue this conversation on the other side. Once again, we'll uh, take nominations for our winner of Beatrice Bakery's uh, Care Basket this week up until the next segment. We will award that recipient next, and we'll wrap up the show on the happy hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of The Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.